0: I'm in desperate need of um, a photo on my Zoom account. Oh,
1: yeah, I guess. Yeah. That's a thing that you should probably have at some point. Yeah. I don't know. How many meetings are you really in with no video, though? Actually, that's, I'm genuinely curious about that. Like, like absolutely zero, unless they're in person. Yeah. Well, how many Zooms are you in <laughs> with no video? <laughs> zero Zooms with no video. Yeah. Me too. The only time that I'm no video is if I'm joining like another. So like I've joined calls with reporters or like a group of reporters before and then they're all video off. And it's really funny because generally it's like me and one other buffer person joining and the two of us joined and we both joined video on and we're like, <laughs> hi. <laughs> Just like, I felt like the new kid at school being like, hey, we all do this, right? No, we don't all do this. Okay, I'm so sorry. Let me just turn my video
0: off. Yeah, I feel like when I saw my little siblings do the whole education over Zoom and they everyone had audio off and everyone had video off, I'm like, mm. how do any of you pay any attention at all? I, you know, I feel like for me, it's also just easier to focus. If I had Zoom, video off, audio off, I could not guarantee I was even in the room or I would have gotten dressed. (laughs) I
1: feel like all of 2020, I just got dressed for Zoom calls, you know? (laughs) Uh, I mean, that's fair. I will say I've been the same just in terms of like always had video on and well, sometimes audio off just because, you know, pets and stuff like that. But I have seen more and more people lately talking about video off and how draining it can be to be in all day video calls all day and how unnatural it is to be like staring at your own face all day. And some people focus better if they can't see themselves. So they'll either want to turn their video off or you can do that thing on Zoom where you like minimize your own screen. Yeah. And so I initially, like I really was the same. And only recently have I started to understand that like video off is sort of better for some people's mental health, probably possibly better for all of our mental health sometimes, like if you're in a lot of Zoom meetings. But then there's the other side of like, if you never see your colleagues, sometimes it's really nice to see your colleagues. So I think there's just like a balance there. But I definitely was the same. I was like, no, why would you do video off? And only recently have been like, oh, I see there's this whole other group of people.
0: Yeah, I feel like when we started working in our little remote work niche, you know, all those years ago, I feel like people... If you weren't on board with a video on Zoom culture, maybe remote work wasn't for you. <laughs> but now that everyone's been forced into this life, we're like, oh, there are a lot of problems we didn't know about. <laughs> but thanks for bringing them to our attention.
1: Turns out there were several issues.
0: <laughs> oh my God, Haley, I have to tell you this <laughs> because... People who follow me on Instagram know that when I did my whole big Mary Kondo thing earlier this year, I also cl- like did a Mary Kondo of my tea collection, which is actually pretty significant. <laughs> and then I kind of set it aside and I didn't know what to do with it because obviously you don't throw away tea, but I just had too much. I had like a tea overflow problem. And um <laughs> Then when I started my new job and I was getting like, everybody was off for the summer and then everybody was back in the office at the same time. And I was, you know, in the back to school vibes and I was like, okay, what am I, what am I going to bring? And I <laughs> remembered that overflow tea collection because I wanted to, I wanted not just to bring tea, but I also wanted to bring, you know, those type of snacks that are good for like a four o'clock day, that kind of thing, just to have at the office. hmm So I decided to bring my overflow tea collection and I just knew... So perfect. (laughs) I know. And I knew I was in a good place when everyone I worked with was so excited and they were like, I can't believe you're bringing all these fancy teas here. Are you sure you want to leave them here at the office? And I'm like, don't worry, these are my overflow teas. These are my
1: overflow teas.
0: (laughs) And now everyone's really excited to have these like fancy teas in the afternoon that I brought into the office and honestly, it is a
1: delight. That is so beautiful. I have a neighbor that I share tea with and <gasps> I feel like that is, it, it is just really nice to have both when you have tea that you're like, okay, I'm not going to drink this. I want someone else to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. But then on on the flip side of like, now I get this out of my cupboard and it's not like an overflowing tea collection. And we get to try new teas because her and I now exchange like a lot of different teas. That's adorable. It's, uh, It's really nice to have people that you can share tea with. Yes. I
0: think this is, you know, this is one of those like little things in life that just instantly makes your day so much better. It's just so much better when like people are excited about tea with you.
1: I totally agree. Although I will say that I drink tea year round, no matter the weather, even though it has been like disgustingly hot here, still drink tea every single day.
0: I, I feel like because I drink coffee and you don't drink coffee, right?
1: No, I still don't drink coffee.
0: Yeah, so I feel like because I drink coffee most days. Mm. So if I'm only having like one hot beverage, it would be like a coffee like in the first half of the day. Yeah. And then I would just not have tea. I just have sparkling water. That is my other um, something I drink a lot of. yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, sparkling water. Yeah. But
1: getting back to the tea time of year is amazing. Uh, I know. The reason I mentioned that, like, so the reason it's funny to me that people always ask if I drink coffee, because especially now, people always ask if I drink coffee. I had a lot of people who were like, oh, well, you don't drink coffee now, but you will after you have a baby, (laughs) obviously. Like, you're going to need coffee after you have a baby. And I... Understand that it is like it is like that for some people, and that you know, totally go for it, but that was definitely not it for me. I was like, nope, I'm still really happy with my teeth. So I've had a couple of people check in like post having the baby to be like, still no coffee? Are you sure? I think so. I have some like coffee lover friends who are just like a little <laughs> shocked that this this didn't result in like me drinking coffee.
0: <laughs> I feel like if it's not that you were living the most relaxed feet in the air lifestyle before you had the baby so I feel like if you were getting through all that without <laughs> coffee I feel like yeah also I think for me like my dad never drinks like my dad has never had like he never drinks coffee mm. so I'm used to having like a tea person in my life so people sometimes think my tea obsession comes from living in the UK for so long but it's
1: actually <laughs> because more because of my dad I think probably yeah I love having a tea person in life, though, because some people forget, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, you're a tea person," and it does, it does just change things. Like we can't just go to some of the really fancy coffee shops; don't even have tea as an option. Yeah, so, that's like, true. I can't go there.
0: <laughs> that's true. Although, yeah, yeah, but I feel like speaking of the baby, Haley, I think people are very excited to hear that you're you're back from your baby bubble.
1: I'm back to be I'm back. I'm excited to be back. <laughs> I um yeah, I know it's such a new dimension to be talking about on the show too. So, um, yeah, I I'm, I'm pretty excited to be back to recording and I feel like we just got the warmest possible welcome back when we released episode the last episode that we released. Yes. And that was 33? 33. 33. Like losing yeah, track here. Yeah, 33. Yeah. 33 so i i think we got like the warmest welcome back when we released that episode so i just want to say thank you to everyone that was super super lovely
0: yes it was so 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 nice and i think yeah i think all of our listeners are excited to have you back i'm obviously very excited to have you back as well (laughs) and i think we can just say that everyone is happy to know you and the baby are doing very well right
1: yeah yeah we're doing great that's good we are doing great I think a, just a normal amount of lack of sleep for this <laughs> period of my life, but otherwise, totally good. I'm a normal amount of sleep deprived. <laughs> is that? Yep. What? I am a normal amount of sleep deprived. It's so funny. I went to Starbucks the other day and I was picking up, and you know, sometimes baristas can be like really friendly. And this Starbucks near me is so wonderful. The people there are the best. And the barista was talking to me and they were like, oh, yeah, how are you doing? And I think it was, 8 Mm a.m. or 8 30 a.m. or something like that. And they were like, how's your day going so far? And I was like, good. It's been like, I've been up since three 30. So it's like well on its way. And he was like, what? And I was like, oh, I have a baby. And he was like, oh, I see. I understand fully now. And I was like, yeah, but I am here for the caffeinated beverage. (laughs) That is not coffee. (laughs) Yeah, Starbucks Um, can provide that. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which was, but it was just really funny. But yeah, I am uh, a normal amount of sleep deprived, but otherwise doing really good.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and I, I just want to echo what Haley said. It was so nice the, the because we did take a little bit of a break, and then it was really nice to release an episode and have people be so excited and give such lovely feedback so i just also want to say thank you for everyone for for you know staying tuned uh over this time
1: yeah yeah and then as you can hear with the life updates that we're talking about we are back on real-time episodes we're not recording episodes and then releasing them at an unknown time so yes yeah. we're back we're back <laughs> okay should we do a theme check We probably should. And you know what? This kind of lines up because I was just realizing, I feel like we did a theme check last year around this time, like sort of after summertime also. Did we? I don't remember. fall. I don't remember anything though, so I don't count. I (laughs) I feel like I'm the one that's supposed to not have the great memory right now. (laughs) 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 Oh, I just never have any sense of time ever. People are like, yeah, that happened Mm.
0: two years ago. Or, and I'm like two years ago or eight years ago or last week. I, I just don't, I never know. I just live in the moment.
1: That's what I do. I love that. I love that for you. I uh, have lost a little bit of that because there is, I was just reflecting on this recently. There is a physical marker of time in my home now with the baby. Like that is true. She is bigger. And so I'm like, huh, it must have been. Couple of months now because <laughs> you're bigger than you were when you first came into this world. So, yeah, I was thinking about that recently too, like how I have a physical reminder of time because otherwise, I feel like it would be the same for me I have no no time markers. I
0: I had this with like family friends of mine. So they lived in England, even though they're Icelandic, for pretty much the exact same time I did. So they also moved back to Iceland last year, and. I have been there quite a lot like they lived in like not in London but in England I used to go there and look after their kids and you know I know like their whole family pretty well and they know my family and everything and I hadn't seen them since we were both back in Iceland because I don't know if y'all heard about this you know (laughs) uh, global pandemic (laughs) so I hadn't seen them but then I went to see them the other day and because for me I feel like this COVID period this quarantine time has just been this like days where it's really hard to measure the time passing then I saw the kids and I hadn't seen them since like probably 2019 so it's been like two years oh my goodness and it was so dramatic to see like they were in a different phase of life than the last time I saw them and it's so weird to also have like missed you know those moments in between I mean you're obviously not gonna have that with your own baby because you're she's in your home all the time so that's amazing (laughs) but it was i think you're right like kids show you the passing of time even if like the rest of the world is not really uh, demonstrating that clearly for you
1: yeah yeah it's just wild kids are definitely a definitely a marker of time passing that you know it's just hard to ignore. <laughs> yes. Well, anyways, I think it has been, I think that we did this last year too. I feel like I might be wrong, but I I think it's a perfect time to do a theme check-in. I agree. Should we start with what our themes were before we dive in? Or should I start with what my themes were? Oh, I think we
0: should maybe do a quick just overview of what our themes were, and then we can dive into your, because I think everyone is much more interested in knowing about your... <laughs> Your updates than my (laughs) updates which I'm obviously that sounds good I I'm I'm also one of those people that's why I think that's what everyone else
1: thinks um (laughs) so yeah so should I start or yeah you start and then I was just grabbing what the episode was where we did our initial okay reveal for 2021 that's great um so I
0: have a year of flourishing so for me the year of flourishing was about uh, just setting aside time to just do some personal growth. And, you know, it was a direct continuum of like the year of intention. Just be really careful about what I let into my life and then creating space for things that I'm more interested in to grow, that kind of thing. So that was the year of flourishing. And I'll get into like more details when um,
1: after after Haley's update. What was your theme, Haley? I ended up doing two themes so I, instead of doing yearly themes, I did seasonal themes because there was such a, a break in my year between like pre-baby and post-baby <laughs> that I felt like I couldn't set one theme that would fully that capture the whole year for me. Yeah, it was, you know, it's a lot <laughs> to go from not having a baby to have a baby. It was it was a big transition. So I went with seasons and I'm really happy that I did. And so I started the year with the season of adapting Or no, sorry. I started the year with the season of preparing and then now I'm the rest of this year is the season of adapting um, for for obvious reasons. I just wanted to mention too, for anyone who is curious or hadn't heard our other episode, we did do an entire episode where we sort of explain yearly themes a little bit more and share our 2021 themes earlier this year. And so that was episode 29, if anyone wants to listen to that. And we have time markers. So like you could just jump to the section that where we explain yearly themes. But um, yeah, I just wanted to explain those a little bit. But yeah, so mine were season of preparing followed by the season of adapting, which I am in now. So did you feel prepared for...
0: Little baby, little. What did I call your baby? Little H- baby Haley on the no. little Haley baby
1: or baby. I, don't remember. <laughs> I had some weird, <laughs> weird reference to it. Yeah, um, were, fi- we had a million nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> did you feel prepared? I think no one feels prepared, <laughs> but I felt as prepared as I could possibly feel. That's good. For which I'm, which I am, I am really pleased with, and I took two weeks. So I mean I didn't actually know how how long I was going to have off but my my maternity leave started and it was just over 2 weeks later that I ended up having the baby so I had 2 weeks where I wasn't working and that's great. Yeah, that felt really key for me because I know some people work right up until they have a baby and if that works for you that is fantastic. I was just so tired. I was like, no, this isn't this isn't happening. But then also for the kinds of preparation that I wanted to do like I wanted to prepare food and one of the things that you know, I was aware was going to happen with sleep deprivation, which you can't really fully prepare for, (laughs) but I just spent a lot of time napping and sleeping. So I feel like that was the best I could prepare for sleep deprivation. And I I genuinely think it worked because that first month where I was up all the time, I felt like I had more energy because I spent like two weeks, pretty much just sleeping as much as possible prior to having a baby. So
0: it sounds so adorable. I could just imagine you (laughs) with like pillows everywhere and tea somewhere (laughs) nearby and just, you know, being like trying to get your rest on.
1: (laughs) It is not very glamorous. I'm not going to lie. It's not like comfortable to sleep necessarily (laughs) when you're that pregnant. (laughs) But uh, I did my best. I did my best. So I genuinely, I'm like so happy with it because I think I got to do everything that I wanted to do. Like I had this whole list of once I'm on family leave, I'm going to do these things. And I did all of them. And so... That's amazing. That was amazing. So I feel like for me, if I had not done all of them I would have been like well there was still a little bit of preparing I could have done and like (laughs) maybe it would have made a difference and you know like that kind of would have driven me a little bit nuts but it (laughs) did not happen so it was the opposite I was like okay let's go I'm ready I've checked everything off my list
0: (laughs) next item deliver child into the universe and yes it
1: turns out that's not how it works with babies (laughs) I was like (laughs) I was like, maybe she'll show up exactly on her due date. You know, I think a lot of parents want that. That is not what happened. Um, But yeah, just punctuality is just not instilled in babies yet, it turns out. (laughs) Yes, that is, you know, that is how it is. That is how it is. Yeah. No matter how related she is to me, she's not just like (laughs) a mini me. She gets to be her own person. (laughs) Yes. So yeah, no. So it was the season of preparing was really good. I'm really happy. I'm really pleased with it. And I, um, yeah, I'm just glad I got all that time. And then, so then it turned into season of adapting, which I'm still in the midst of. But I think for me, having the themes was extra powerful this year because anytime... I have felt really stressed out, or really like, oh my gosh, I have no idea what I'm doing. Or it, especially the week before I was going back to work, so I I am back at work now. Um, especially the week before I was going back to work, I was you know just a little bit like, wow, there's so much unknown ahead of me. Like I've now adjusted to to life as a new mom, and now I have to adjust to life as a new mom and working full time and i'm still in the process of that but i will say what's been really helpful is like having that theme of okay it's a season of adapting mm-hmm. i've been able to repeat that a lot and just be like okay i'm still in the season of adapting i'm still adapting a lot so it it's almost like this mental exercise where i can be like yeah i understand that i am in an adapting mode and i don't understand everything that's going on so i just have to be quick on my feet and things are going to change and for some reason just having that context and having that theme really brings everything down and it just makes everything a little bit easier to, to like understand when things mm-hmm. are, when things are going a little stressful or when it seems like there's a lot of unknown, which there is a lot of unknown for all of us right now. And then, and you know, especially for, for me personally, I felt like a lot of unknown. So it has just felt really stabilizing. I don't know if I'm describing that properly. Oh my god,
0: I think I think it just sounds wonderful because I think that's an excellent it's an excellently picked theme. And I also think this is the the power of the themes. I think I don't actually remember exactly what we said on the episode where we introduced the theme, but I think these fuzzy edges can sometimes seem a little bit confusing to people because it's like, what's the point? but this is the point. Like the point is when you feel a little bit disoriented or just everything's a little bit different, you are like, okay, this is, you can like find your ground thing from there.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm not, you know, and I think especially for me, I do like to, I like to be prepared and there are a lot of things you can't be prepared for, but I think just going into, for example, going into my first week back at work and being like, okay, I am just going to adapt. I am just going to be in that mode of adapting and just keeping that word top of mind has been really powerful. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it does. It sounds really fuzzy and it can be hard to kind of like understand, but in the moment it, it genuinely makes a difference.
0: Yeah. And I think for you, I think it's just a good choice of choosing adapting because adapting has built in that it's not necessarily going to be perfectly smooth all the time. (laughs) Yeah. So then when it isn't perfectly smooth all the time, you can be like, that is literally the intention, (laughs) you know? Yeah, The intention is to find out what are the, I don't want to say like problem areas or issues or something, but like, what are the things that like turn into conflict or what are the things that are the struggle or the pain point? And if you're in the mindset of adapting, you're able to identify those and be like, okay, here's something I can find a better process for or something like that so yeah I think it's a really good choice thank you I'm glad it's being so supportive for you in this in this time I I like I know having a baby is of in and of itself you know a huge life-changing thing but I can't imagine also you know in a pandemic you know it's just it's a lot (laughs) yeah it's so I'm, I'm glad you have the theme to kind of support you you know because I'm sure yeah you know, there's there are other structures that probably aren't able to be as present because of all
1: the travel restrictions and everything like that. Yeah. So uh, I'm glad this is I'm glad this is there for you. Me too. Thank you. I'm glad we started doing themes because it's like they came into my life at the right moment for we had a couple of I wanna say like rockier years with themes where, you know, they weren't necessarily as impactful or or they didn't like go as well. So I feel like this was this one ended up working out really well for me. So I so so this is like a slam dunk on the themes yeah this one was a slam dunk on the themes I can't I can't believe it but it yeah it worked out really well for me so okay I think we can just end the show now that's all (laughs) anyone wanted to hear anyway (laughs) and we're done no I want to hear about the year of flourishing and I remember you had and I think you still have because you sent me a screenshot of your laptop earlier the whole this whole like (laughs) flowers theme going on with the year of flourishing too like it you know there were like flower emojis and pictures of flowers too so I want to hear about your year yes I think you were I think this is my theme that has been
0: has the greatest visual representation just everywhere (laughs) I have flower desktops and I sometimes put little flowers in flourishing themed calendar events and stuff so Mm (laughs) yeah yeah it's
1: been very, it's been very top of mind for me. Okay, so there's great visual representation. That's key. We've mm-hmm. got the flower emojis. How has it translated <laughs> into, you know, like the real, the reality of like how the theme has felt? World. Um,
0: Yeah, I actually think this was, I'm really pleased with how it's going. I feel like there was, even though it sounds really fuzzy I think there was a lot of clarity in it for me and I don't I didn't introduce it that way on the show when we talked about it but I in my head I always thought of it and that's exactly what's happened I always thought of it having like a part one and part two to it Mm. I don't know if maybe I alluded to that uh, when I introduced it but that has definitely been the case where like I think when people think of flourishing they have this like what we talked about with the visual representation, you think of like the delicate little flowers and you think of the pretty colors, but to get there, you actually have to start, you know, digging in the dirt, <laughs> you know, like it, <laughs> yep. it starts with like manual labor that is not particularly, I mean, I would say it's unpleasant, but it's not very glamorous and it's not very like, you know, fancy. It's very kind of out in the nature kind of thing. So for me, the first, the I, I kind of knew if I wanted the theme to play out as I kind of intended, I needed like that, that kind of part one to be, you know, you know, basically to be digging in the dirt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because, you know, when the year changed happened, so we're like coming into 2021, there was just so much fog of uncertainty in every direction like there was a lot of things that I kind of had to work through because last year was just so fast paced and I didn't have time to process any of that and you know I think it was just I really needed just some time to pretty much just recover and also just take into account like you know it was very much still the middle of a pandemic, I was in a, you know, I was in Iceland. I knew I was going to change jobs. Like, I didn't know what my options were. I didn't know which directions I wanted to go in. And I feel like, I don't want to say it was like a mistake, but I think because last year I went straight from one job to the next with like no break in between. Mm. I didn't really want to do that again. Like I wanted to have... I feel like last year I took a lot of decisions or made a lot of decisions to solve problems. I was like, I need a job and I got a job. I need a flat. I got a flat. Yeah. But I wasn't sitting thinking about what I wanted. And it was great. And it solved like all the problems were solved. But I was just kind of left with being like, but I don't know. (laughs) But I don't know if I wanted any of these things. (sighs) So it wasn't like the next level thinking, right? Yeah, because it was just such a like a fast paced I know it's so weird because I think for a lot of people, the pandemic was kind of slow paced, but for me, there was just like this pace of everything. So I, I knew I didn't want to do that again. I wanted just to think through my options, like for real, (laughs) if I could say that. Yeah. And kind of take it from there. I think I'm always, I, I think I've always been like a person who can kind of see into the future a little bit. Not in like a weird way, (laughs) but I just have like a good sense of, you know, like the lay of the land a little bit. Yeah. Um, But I didn't have the lay of the land at the start of 2021. I had no idea about anything. So I didn't want to like rush into anything. So for me, the first part of the year was just very kind of focused on, you know, clearing out, you know, the clearing out the weeds and kind of planting things and thinking things through and that kind of thing to kind of mix metaphors a little bit. And I actually think that was great. It doesn't sound particularly glamorous or fancy,
1: but I think the metaphor is just so holds for me. I really love that metaphor. Oh, thank you. I think it's very visual. And I do, yeah, I definitely think the metaphor holds. I think it, it's, you know, it's very concrete in one of those, not one of those metaphors that's hard to understand. I, yeah that was great
0: yeah so and I actually kept track of it in a little notebook let me see if I can find um some things to say <laughs> yeah so for me like the part one was the, just this like time of recovery and for me that was also like a very direct continuum of the year of intention because I wanted to be intentional like if you think about the garden like you're thinking about what you want to what do you want to take out? What do you want to plant? And what do you want to keep? And I feel like I went through that just with my life a little bit.
1: Yeah, definitely. Even like physically, like, you know, we were talking about earlier, Your you Marie Kondoed, did you know, your life in yeah. your apartment.
0: Yeah. And there was like, there was like a lot more to it. I also just, I very deliberately removed a lot of the structures out of my life. I took a long time between I started my current job I allowed, I feel like you and I have this opposite (laughs) approach to structure sometimes. I kind of, you (laughs) like structure and I love it. In the end, actually, by removing structure, I've probably never been, like, I looked really well after my health. I looked really well after, like, I was swimming all the time. I was going up to the volcano all the time. Like, people who follow me on Instagram (laughs) know. And I was just very, I was only really seeing people who were, not stressing me out to interact with. I was only seeing people who I found really, you know, it just gave me something to meet them. So yeah, it was, yeah, yeah, it wasn't like fun, I would say, but it was definitely
1: like really rewarding. And maybe like necessary too. Sort of like you had to go oh through God, it was, this part to get to what I'm assuming the next part is. Yeah, oh my
0: God, it was so necessary. And I think also... And I think these are maybe sometimes hard for people to acknowledge. I feel like I've started to have this conversation with some people is everyone talks about like the pre-pandemic, like it was totally perfect. But like, that's not necessarily the case. It's really easy to have.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. You
0: know, things are not always perfect. So I think it was also not a time to reflect on, you know, the state of things in the kind of quarantine mode, but also just what are the elements of my life I still want to keep around? And what am I okay to kind of, you know, it was very Mario Kondo <laughs> inspired just all around. I love that. So that was part one. That was part one. Part two. And then because it's actually a pretty big jump to go from that to like the the kind of part two. So I did have a little transition part and I'm actually a little bit proud of myself to have like acknowledged that it is a transition to go from one to the next. So yeah. I use the summer a little bit as like a transition part. And then part two, and Haley, you actually deserve so much credit for this, because an instrumental part in kind of helping me clarify part two of the Your Flourishing was finally reading and taking the Strengths Finder quiz.
1: Oh my goodness, I love that. Yes. <laughs> well, I am so, so happy to have contributed in a small way. <laughs> you no, that was not a small way. That was a huge
0: way. So I just wanted to say thank you. Oh. That was awesome. Oh my god! I feel like I took it exactly at the right time for me to be like receptive to it. Oh, good! So that was really cool. I don't know if you want to dive super deep into it. Maybe we'll say that for another episode.
1: I feel like I feel like you're springing me on. You're springing this on me. I had no clue that you had done StrengthsFinder. <laughs> I do have so many questions. I feel like that's going to have to be a whole other episode, though.
0: <laughs> yes, I think that's also fair because I feel like yes, I don't want to derail us. We have other things to talk about today. But yes, the Strengths Finder book. Do you want to tell people what it is? Because I don't know how to explain it.
1: Let me look up the description really quickly. Or do you know how to explain it? I don't want to do it a disservice because I think it's bigger than how I would describe it.
0: Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm totally putting you on the spot here. This will not prepare. This was not a no show notes. This is, this, is this, this is not season of preparing. This is season
1: of adapting. This is season of adapting. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let me see. So the strengths, what we're talking about is Strengths Finder 2.0, which is also known as the Clifton Strengths Assessment. So mm-hmm. the like the way that I got it is that I bought a book, and the book has more about like this idea that you should lean into your strengths rather than working on your weaknesses. I thought it was fascinating it was really great. And then the like second half of the book that I had at least was just descriptions of all of the strengths. So the book comes with a code and you take this test online and you can figure out what... Um, your strengths are according to the Clifton strengths. I think you can also just do it online, like you don't necessarily need a book and you can buy a code that way. But essentially the idea is that you're doing this test and they are going to help you figure out what your strengths are. And then the idea being that like when you focus on your strengths, you can really improve more than if you're always focusing on your weaknesses and like trying to bring those up, if that makes sense.
0: Yes, that makes sense. That made so much sense to me, Haley. Oh, good. It Yay. was great. Adapting. It was so great. So <laughs> yes. So the year of flourishing part two is very satisfying. And I think it would have been a lot harder if I didn't have my current job to be so pleased. But I feel like this past week that we're just coming out of, we are recorded this on a weekend, has actually been the first week in my life that has felt like my life since before the pandemic.
1: Mm, I love that.
0: I've just had stuff, yeah, it's been great. I've had stuff in my calendar. I've worked on projects that makes me that make me really excited. All my annoying personality traits, like taking lots of photos of everything, have literally been a part of my job to do that. <sighs> so <laughs> I just feel very appreciated and recognized for the things I'm good at and I also feel like I'm working on things that I'm really excited about and I'm so excited to have the podcast back yeah and not that it was like gone away or anything like that but to just be back in a rhythm with it and yeah I feel like we have we have you and me Haley. we have a lot of exciting plans and things coming up I have a lot of exciting things coming up with my work and I just feel like it's so because all this work is so it's built up in the correct way. Mm. It's, it's just so satisfying and I just feel like, you know, it's not like I'm like, I don't have imposter syndrome or anything like that. Like I know I've earned where we are with things or where I am with things. So it just feels very rewarding and it just feels really genuine. So that's just really, really, really amazing. Oh, I'm so happy for you. Thank you. I am also, I that feel- is
1: wonderful. Wow. What a fun year of flourishing update.
0: Yes. I
1: honestly feel just great.
0: I feel so great. I feel back to my, I just feel, I don't even feel back to my old self. I just feel like I'm supposed to feel, I just feel great. And new And- Different because stuff. I told the listeners, I'm happy to say it. I also even um, because last, like towards the end of last year and beginning you know, of this year was just so such so a tumultuous time. I was like seeing like a therapist, and it was great. And I saw her this week, and she pretty much just looked at me. I was like, "Happy, I think you're graduated now." <laughs> <laughs> so. She was like, why don't you just call me, if you know, in the future and I'll see how you're doing. Oh, that's a really fun milestone. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I'm sure there's other things you can work on, whatever. But just take the win and just have a great, like, you know, fall season, whatever. So it was really great. Mm, I love that. Yes. So, yeah. So I'm doing good. And
1: it's really fun. And I'm so excited we're recording again. I feel like I've missed this. I know. I've missed this too. This has been... This has been really good uh to like sort of get back into rhythm with releasing the last episode and then now we get to record again which I think is both both of our favorite things so it's uh yes yeah it's really fun the, so much has changed over I oh mean oh my god everything just changed. over the last year but just even in the last couple of months or like this year so much has changed that I feel like it's just it is nice to have some you know consistency in terms of like oh yeah we're we're still doing the podcast and i still got questions i know we mentioned this on one of the episodes so i'm just going to say this again i know we we mentioned this on one of the episodes that we were not planning on stopping the podcast but i got questions about this again um you know post baby and i i totally understand i know for some people having a baby just you know, they completely reassess their lives and they do things really differently. And, and I love that. I love that people can do that. Uh, But we are going to continue the podcast. That is the plan currently, unless Javi is like surprising me at the end of this episode by like breaking up the podcast, but I doubt it. (laughs) Yeah. Especially after all the conversations we've been having, like over the past, maybe 10 days. Yes. Yeah. Then there's a brutal breakup coming as well. Yeah. I know a lot of things have changed, but we are continuing the podcast. So just gonna, gonna put that out there.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, for anyone listening, I think for a project like this, that is, that's an ongoing, like you can always work on the next episode, you know, that's never going to change. I think it's always really healthy to recommit to the project. Mm. And like, even though you were already committed to, but just to acknowledge it, just to be like, okay, we are, you know, we are doing the next season or we're doing the next six months or whatever together. So yeah. Haley and I are doing the show and hailey we've we've done a lot of scheduling things like how does it work with the baby and i feel like a lot of infrastructure part we've had to kind of uh i i mean we i say have to like it's been an obligation it's not i actually think it's like really exciting that we're figuring out how to make the show work with yeah. oh my god that was not an intended pun <laughs> I, just, I just talk like this um <laughs> yeah but i it's really exciting and Haley's baby is super cute yeah. so yeah
1: yeah and also how to make it work with a baby is either doing things really really early or <laughs> when my husband is home to hang out with her yeah. these are kind of our options but I love it like this is adapting right we used to we used to not record on I guess we didn't really record on weekends we would usually do like a weekday night
0: yeah we would never use, especially when we were traveling and stuff weekends would normally That's be travel true. times that's but really now strange. no one's traveling. Huh? <laughs> and there's still, I think, you know, we're obviously not a real-time COVID update about anything, but like, I think I have said, like, Iceland was like doing really well with COVID. We're back up with a lot of cases with Delta stuff. So, you know, that is always like this fluctuating factor. But basically, I have time on the weekends now to sit and record the movie, <laughs> which I
1: love. Yeah. Yeah. We're not a real-time podcast. We're not a live updates kind of <laughs> kind of people yeah, especially not like a news podcast no no know. we are not a news podcast. <laughs> not a news I love podcast. that we're not a news podcast <laughs> I know it would be very str- I know you know some people do great work there are some fantastic news podcasts but I think that would be really stressful oh, absolutely. to me
0: yeah also all the news I
1: don't like any of the news <laughs> so I'm very happy to not be in that sphere of the world talk about not flourishing it would be happy doing a weekly news podcast <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it would be more like just put me in an early grave. That would be me. Oh,
1: it works for podcast. some people, though. I mean, hopefully the people who do those I respect love that. them. So I respect Theory that. And I love that. I, that. that. I
0: love that that exists in the world. Yeah. I also love that that is not my job. <laughs> I
1: love that that's not my job also. <laughs> I like how this kind of turned into a mini reflection on like make work work also. And like. Yes, I, me too. How the year has gone for the podcast so far, which is to say a little, you know, slowly naturally with a little naturally with a little bit of a break but overall good <laughs> yeah I think it's perfect I wouldn't have wanted it any other
0: way and I'm just so grateful again to the listeners who have been patient and really kind and it's not like we've been pestered with you know requests for the next show but also by like when we had the show ready It was so well received. So I just, and also I feel like everyone respected Haley's baby bubble.
1: (laughs) So I really appreciate that. Um, Everyone is the best. I did have people reach out in like the kindest way, not in like a, hey, what's going on? But, you know, more of a like, I hope you're doing well and sending you good wishes, which I really appreciated too. So yeah, everyone is the best. Everyone's the best. (laughs) Well, I feel like, something along the lines of, you know, our theme updates that I'm kind of keen to dig into a little bit more is you mentioned your new job. Mm -hmm. And I am still like, I'm definitely keen to hear how is that going? It sounds like it's going well based on your year update, but how your new job is going. And then, I mean, I think there's also just so much has changed for both of us from a work perspective and we can, we can share a little bit more on that too.
0: Yes. So, I think I introduced my job but I think I ha- I ha- I hadn't started
1: when I introduced the job on the show. Is that correct? Do you remember? Yeah, it was episode 32 where you introduced your job, but you had not started yet. You were kind of like Yeah, I was
0: um, I had been like hired but I hadn't started. I think that's
1: Yeah, you were like I'm going to start and this is what my role will be.
0: Okay. So first of all, I have a very <laughs> important update that I didn't know at the time <laughs> is I said The company where I work, the one that pays my bills, was called Iceland Music Export because it is an export office for Icelandic music. Uh, That was incorrect. So I have to correct that on the recording and let the record show that my current employer, (laughs) you know, (laughs) the brand I work for, it's not called Iceland Music Export. It is called Iceland Music. So it's just Iceland Music. And oh, okay. So it is an export office. Even simpler. Yeah. So in, I actually, I think I mentioned on the last, or like episode 32 that I, I had worked on a project with him in the past and then it was called Iceland Music Export and I didn't realize that they had oh. done like a branding update in the meantime. So one of the first thing I was told is like, uh, it's not called Iceland Music Export anymore. And I was like, okay, I need to immediately also fix that on the podcast. So yes. Uh,
1: good to know that's key information. <laughs> that's for someone doing, key. I don't know, marketing and PR for the
0: company. <laughs> Yeah. Good to know. <laughs> step one if anyone is working in marketing or PR, um, if you're ever working on any brand thing, know what the brand you're working for is called. <laughs> Just that's step one. Wildly uh,
1: important. Okay, great. So now that's out of the way. <laughs> so, Iceland music. So, Iceland music.
0: That's that's the brand name. Easy to remember. Yes. I think it actually is a lot better. And so it's called Island Music on all the platforms and everything like that. So I actually think that also makes it a lot stronger. So I totally think that made sense that they did that. Uh yeah. So that's the that's what it's called. That's a good
1: that's a great update oh, wait, how is everything else going though so <laughs> I feel like that had that was like a necessary announcement but like how is the job going now that you know you've been told the name of the place that you work
0: <laughs> yes thank you thank you thank you um it's very it's very exciting and actually what's um what is really interesting is because as everyone knows Iceland is a very small place and so I think in other places working for an export office is maybe not the most exciting thing. But because Iceland's so small, and if you're working in music and have any interest in making it your career, you will have to export yourself and mm. go travel, go touring, make a brand for yourself in other markets than just Iceland. So pretty much as soon as anyone is doing anything interested in music, they have to come through our office. And so that's really exciting. And it actually has like two different arms to it. It has the Iceland music brand, which is the international brand, which... You know, we have playlists, we have social media accounts, we have an email newsletter list, and we have all that. But then, and this is actually interesting, because when they tried to rebrand the whole operation to Iceland music, their like local brand, so the Icelandic brand, was so strong that they actually weren't able to just bring it all together. They had to keep the Iceland brand as well. So mm. that's called Uton. And because that's how we communicate with the Icelandic music industry, because we get a lot of opportunities through our office for our artists, even though we're not like a management office, we're an export office. So we have to be able to communicate that with the Icelandic artists. And so then we use this Icelandic brand to do that work. So that's like the local arm of it uh, that obviously then like funnels into the international brand. So it's two different brands. One is the international brand that is more kind of consumer listener focused and it's like introducing the music and runs the playlists and all that stuff. And then we have an internal facing arm that is, does a lot of education about how do you promote yourself and how do you create a brand as an artist? And then also like here's opportunities and stuff you can take part in.
1: That, I mean, first of all, sounds like the perfect fit for you (laughs) again, like still just, you know. Uh, that hasn't changed. That also makes a lot more sense because I know, I think our listeners might relate to me on this if they follow you on social media too, where it's like half the things that you post totally understand because it's in English or maybe it's not in a language. It's just photos of, of, you know, your life. But the other half is in Icelandic, which, you know, I do not speak. (laughs) And I think a lot of our listeners, not all, I will say we do have a good strong Icelandic presence, but not all of our listeners speak Icelandic. So I've seen you posting on social media and I've seen, um, so I'm probably not going to pronounce it correctly, but Uton, is that how you you said it? I've I've seen you put that on stories and I've been like, huh, I wonder what that means. Or like, because I've seen that so Mm -hmm. regularly on your social media feed. So maybe our listeners can relate to me in that I'm like, I had this moment of, oh, this makes sense now. That's the like Icelandic version of the brand. And then there's also the international version, which, because I was like, oh no, she works at Iceland Music. You know, I thought, (laughs) but yeah, just Iceland Music, but no, okay. Like there's this whole other like local, you know, or national rather component. So that makes a lot of sense. Yes. I'm, I'm so
0: glad you flagged that because yeah, I, as soon as she said that, I was like, yeah, of course, that is confusing to people because I didn't take space on my story to introduce to the international followers. Like, here's the Icelandic component, you know, so I never did that. So that's okay. you've done it on the podcast now. <laughs> yeah, I've done it on the podcast. Now. now I can just refer people to this episode. Yeah. So I think it's really fun because we... I've always loved the grassroots work where you're talking directly to the artists, then you're giving them resources so they can like build themselves up and figure out their branding and their marketing and everything. And also we ask Icelandic artists only, so please respect the email inboxes, uh, to send all their new music. And so then we add add it to playlists and stuff to try to get listens for the kind of artists who are active at the moment
1: that's really really cool oh it's so much making fun. playlists yeah, i know as like a part of your job i know just really really fits you i know and it's just so funny because
0: i think we've talked before like i had already created like my notion portfolio and it had like a playlist section and i feel like now it just totally makes sense that i i have been making playlists since i remember and now it is a part of my job and i love it
1: and that's so cool you made the Make Work Work playlist all those yes. years, question mark, ago. <laughs> I don't know when we made it, but yeah, we have a Make Work Work playlist and we
0: have like a listener playlist and it just is so fun to be working on. Yeah, it's so much fun working on the playlist. And like the interns, we have uh, we have interns normally, they are always really excited to work on the playlist. And when I started, it was actually one of the first things they were like, Javi, why don't you just take over the playlist management? You know, so I was like, what? They're like, yeah. Why don't you do it? So that's not to say though that I make final decisions and everything. It's just to say I do like the administrative part of it and like the management part of it. But like decisions are made.
1: Still really fun. Oh, it's so
0: much fun, <laughs> <laughs> Oh
1: my goodness, that's so awesome. Well, I'm
0: really happy it's going well. Thank you. Yeah, and we have some of them are huge. Like one of our biggest playlists has like twenty thousand followers on Spotify. We'll have to link to it
1: in the show notes in case anyone wants to listen.
0: Yes. So, so yeah, so that's part, part of it is I do playlists or a part of it is is I do the playlist. I don't make final decisions. Um, And then I think the other thing that is like a super, that just flipped really quickly is we talked a little bit on a previous episode about how I updated all my brands. Didn't we do that? Yeah. And I think that was, Very good that I did that because within like two weeks of starting, I was already on the radio in Iceland. (laughs) So I think I'm in a lot more public role than I've ever been before. And I think that's only gonna keep increasing because my job title is marketing and PR. So, and I already have people who they just want to talk to me. You know, they...
1: Yeah. They like ask for you specifically.
0: Yes, exactly. Thank you for understanding what I meant. Um... (laughs) Yeah, it was one time like even kind of scary because we had a pretty, most of the stuff I work is like fun and playlists and stuff. But we were doing some like lobbying things for COVID restrictions, for like live music. Oh, And that was more scary because we were like, not just our company, but a lot of the companies in the music industry in Iceland were sending letters to ministers to be... Like here's all this research on COVID restriction around live music in, done in Europe, and that was really legitimate and had science behind it. And the kind of group of the music industry was sending they sent letters to four ministers, being like, "Can you please reconsider the COVID restrictions based on this research?" And then I sent out the to all of the press contacts, like, "Hey, uh, the kind of music industry just sent this to four ministers." And then a guy from the radio called and was like, hey, yeah, do you want to come on the radio? And I was like, uh, <laughs> don't you want to speak to these people who worked in the music industry for like 30 years and just signed this document <laughs> this, um, to the ministers of Iceland, including like the prime minister? And he was
1: like, no, we want you. And I was like, OK. <laughs> it was kind of scary. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, yeah, live is very, very intimidating. <laughs>
0: yes. Yeah, so... But it's, I think it's going well. And then, yeah, so, but yeah, it's different to be more public because I think we talked about a little bit last episode that normally the work I've done is a lot more internal, but this Mm -hmm. is very kind of public facing. And also a lot of my communication, we have so many collaborators now, a lot of my work is external and we're working with a lot of our international sister organization, that kind of thing.
1: It's so interesting to me because now your work more than ever is closer to what my work Has been. Yes. But you're in a completely different industry. So it's also more different than it has been in (gasps) some sense. But like in terms of just like you now having like so much more experience and understanding doing pr is like so much closer to the way that i work but then you're in the music industry and it's like oh that's also completely different from tech
0: (laughs) yes this would have been so much harder for me Haley, if we hadn't had so many conversations over the years (laughs) because i feel like i just landed in your realm because now i get a million emails welcome and almost everything i do is like these timely tasks that are they're not complicated per se like each individual tasks but the prioritization is what becomes tricky and yeah. making sure everything is done on time and the kind of management side of it is what becomes the kind of complicating factor type of thing.
1: Yeah, because you're working with so many other people in their timelines. Like I've always found that um I had someone covering press emails for me while I was on family leave and we, you know, did like a handover when I came back to work. And she was like, what is it? with?" She doesn't have experience with PR. She was just very graciously covering the emails for me while I was on on leave and she was like what is it with this like no deadline thing like we'll have reporters reach out on a friday about the 4 day work week but our company operates on a 4 day work week where we don't work on fridays asking us to do an interview on that friday like that same day <sighs> and she's just like that's just not possible for and i was like i know like sometimes you get so the thing about pr sometimes you're working with all of those Different timelines. Like reporters have deadlines that they are not setting that their editor is setting setting sometimes. And then if you are not the one doing the interview, then you're also working with like so I'll often arrange interviews with other people at Buffers so that I'm working on their schedule and like what time zone are they in compared to where the reporter is. And yeah, so it's it's like some sometimes these seem like really small tasks, like oh, book an interview, but it's like, no, this is gonna be like five different back and forths just to get one interview done.
0: Yes. And I honestly I am so grateful for episode 33 that we did because I feel like it perfectly summarized what my process has been pretty much up until the time it got released. <laughs> and then I feel like I'm walking into just a different tempo and a different structure because I don't now have these big, more development type of projects. Yeah. Unless it's just a much smaller part of it. And then, but emails, emails. <laughs> emails is huge. And I I think I'm I'm starting to do, I'm starting to see why people do the archive and the inbox zero because I'm like, uh, I, I feel like I understand now because yeah, I haven't gone all the way there, but I'm so grateful for the timing of that episode to have come out because it's so helpful to have had you of all people perfectly <laughs> summarize how you do your emails
1: because oh, I'm like moving very rapidly into that side of things. Yeah. I was re-listening to that and I was like, oh yeah, Abby <laughs> doesn't do inbox zero. <laughs> that sounds chaotic. And I just kind of like, just like went and like, I was like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, it works for you or it worked for you and I know it works for other people, but it was just for me, like, and it was such a moment for me of like, oh yeah, I mean, I guess you can do email differently than the way that I'm doing email, but um the way I just couldn't imagine it at my volume, not doing that. But you know, I think it's, it's interesting. So it sounds like we're already going to have to redo a Processes episode at some oh, point in the God. future because your processes have changed.
0: All of my processes have changed. But I'm so grateful we have oh, that episode. Good, good. Because I'm so glad I was able to get out how it was because I was so happy with how it was. So I'm glad that exists yeah. in the world. But yeah. But I love... I don't know if you relate to this, but I'm the kind of person who... Once I've perfectly figured something out, I get bored with it really quickly. So for me, it's really exciting to be like, oh my God, now I'm dealing with a volume of email that I've pretty much never had to deal with before. And I'm the total.
1: <laughs> oh, sorry.
0: Yeah. No, like, and also everything is through email. I think the tech industry, yep. oh my God, Haley, this is we need to do this on another episode. Like the tech industry is so it's so advanced in so many ways. Like there are so many processes that we've talked about that are so yeah. disciplined and then going from that into a completely different industry. Obviously, they're able to get their work done. So they're very good at like other things. But there are some things that the tech industry does really well. And then when you go into an environment and you're like, oh, wait a second, this is not
1: <laughs> how I'm used to it. Uh, it's, yeah. it's a jump. It's a jump. Oh my gosh, that's funny. I was going to say too, the idea of like, once you get a process perfect, you're kind of bored with it. I am the opposite. Once I get a process perfect, now that process is like, (laughs) I like it even more and I'm going to do it every day. Or every time I do it, it's going to make me happy because I like already know
0: about it. Oh, maybe I didn't say that correctly because I think it's not the process that I get bored with, but I get bored with like if I don't feel challenged, you know, so, Mm. so, you know, If I, if I would find like my work too repetitive or something like that, I would get bored by that. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but I actually do like having a good process in place. So it's not to say that I just changed them for the sake of it. But, um, (sighs) it's, I I think I was more talking on this like level where I feel like I'm just on a... On a treadmill, just running in circles or, you know, hamster wheel, whatever. I don't know what my metaphor
1: is. Hamster wheel. I know. I was like, wow, that's a fancy treadmill. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, no. That makes sense. Why don't we have human hamster wheels? Like... Oh, I think that they do. Have you ever Googled it? No. Should I do it now? You probably should. Just We should just get this this over with uh, on the episode so that we don't have to do follow-up about this for like six (laughs) episodes. But, okay. Yes, there is definitely a human... Hamster wheel. Why isn't this? I there was a
0: time, especially when I had more time. Now I don't have so much time anymore. But I got into TikTok a little bit, and there was this journey with this cat who was overweight and not healthy, and he had to get on a hamster wheel. But like for cats. Oh my goodness! And I was so committed to this cat's healing journey. Wow.
1: (laughs) Okay. I think we're on a tangent. Oh, <laughs> uh, but there is so there are human-sized hamster wheels and some people it seems like based on photos on the internet some people do use them. Okay. But why don't we have hamster treadmills? I think because of the way that hamsters run, like <laughs> they need to lift their legs up more. I don't know. I don't have the answers to this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to th- do Google a hamster treadmill and see if anything comes up.
0: Oh, there's even like a YouTube <laughs> There are totally our hamster treadmills. Haley, <laughs> you, know, you need oh to go this. There are even like DIY videos how you create one. <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> oh, micro treadmill. <laughs> that's that's <terrible>. so cute. <laughs> uh, okay, yeah. So, oh my goodness. Point being is well, that. Well, that's good to know.
0: <laughs> yes. So, if anyone has a hamster who listens to the show, Please immediately inform immediately this is a critical word here. We need urgent updates on this. Um please immediately email us uh, A if you have a chat mail and then B if you don't why 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 don't you? And C, can you please Google the DIY hamster treadmill thing and then update us again once
1: it's <laughs> Oh my goodness. Once it's been created. This is like a five-step process. If you are a listener who has a hamster, Habby just assigned you homework. Congratulations. (laughs) I'm sorry. Okay, I didn't mean to. Uh, This is optional. You don't ask this. But please ask this. What was the Twitter thing? You're welcome or I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, what was that? So Twitter got rid of fleets. Right. And in their announcement for we're getting rid of fleets... They signed off with, you're welcome, or we're sorry. And <laughs> it was just so iconic. So yeah, I know I've like used that a couple of times. So yeah, listeners, Habby just assigned you homework. If you have a hamster, you're welcome, or I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> that is also great use of I don't really know. It depends oh what God. kind of person you are. <laughs> you have like a five bullet email to send <laughs> to hello at makework.org, by the way, if you're wondering where to send yes. your homework in. <laughs>
0: yes, exactly. That's great. Yes, we want... Hamster
1: owners to get on this, you know, I, I'm surprised I haven't seen more. I am I am genuinely curious what the ownership is of listeners who have hamsters because I know several listeners who have cats. I know at least a handful of listeners who have dogs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I would be, I would be very curious.
0: Okay. Haley, I found the gift of a hamster walking on a treadmill and I'm sending it to you now. And oh, it links okay. to an article that is called, wait, I have to accept cookies, um, How to Build a Tiny Working Treadmill for Hamsters. And I'm sending it to you. And I am hoping you will put this in the show notes.
1: Where am I receiving
0: this? I'll send it to the show notes channel in Slack because okay. I don't want to get into trouble with our um,
1: Slack structure. <laughs> Mm Yes, (laughs) thank you.
0: And then if you scroll, there's a YouTube video immediately on this article. And then if you scroll down a little bit, there's the GIF. And okay, this is excellent. Uh, All right, this is the internet at its best. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Okay, (laughs) all right, I'll include that for sure. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's really okay. (laughs) Where were we? I am very serious that I think this needs to be like a Twitter or an Instagram poll. Um, I want to know the pet owner ratio of Make Work Work listeners. Like, do we have more dog owners? Do we have more cat owners, more other other pets, more people that don't have pets but have a lot of books or something? I don't know. Like, I'm kind of now curious about like our listeners and what their pet situation is. I'm going to guess that Make Work Work listeners
0: are more likely than the average sample of humans to have pets than to not have pets.
1: Are you going to guess what kind of pets they have more of? Mm. I think, like, cats and dogs are going to be the
0: most popular. Um, between the two, though? Between the two is hard for me. Probably dogs, I because have a... everyone loves dogs.
1: Okay, I'm going to guess cats. <gasps> You're going to guess so... cats? I was hoping it <laughs> yeah, would be for cats. some reason... But I, I would. For just some feel, reason, I just think it. What are you going to say? You're hoping it would be cats.
0: I, yeah, I think like I'm hoping so deeply it would be cats that I don't dare
1: to even go there. So that's why I'm saying dogs to be safe. All right, well, we will find out in a future, maybe not the next episode. Just so that everyone is aware. Um, sometimes it t- takes us a little while to gather <laughs> feedback, but let's survey the people yes. and find out. If Make Work Work listeners own more cats or dogs or other pets, this is going to be. I'm just going to add this to follow up right now. Also, I feel
0: like we we already have like an inc- inclination of a data point because remember when I did that, uh, I totally forgot about this till you started talking about this. Um, or we, I guess, I think we're both responsible for this conversation. Um, remember when we did, or I think I maybe it was just me who did like the Harry Potter house for the pets.
1: This was just you. At one that point, people were sending me. you photos of their pets and you were deciding what Hogwarts house they were in. I don't forget about this. Yeah, the, we'll dig that thread up for people too. It's delightful. All of my pets are in there. I <laughs> yeah, I think, um,
0: but I think a big portion of the people who sent us pet photos were Make Work Work listeners.
1: Mm. So, and you got more dogs? No, I think I actually got quite a lot of cats as well. I just feel like I see, you know, when people send us those photos of like, I'm listening to Make Work Work, which we love. Mm-hmm. I feel like I see a lot of cats in those photos. Do you? <laughs> like, it'll be like a phone and a cat or a laptop. And a, yeah, there's... Or or maybe I know that those people have cats. Maybe
0: that's... Are we too needy if we ask for like, phone with a Make Work Work logo with the path from our listeners? <laughs> I feel like I need that.
1: I... Well, I think we can always ask. And then if people don't want to accept the happy homework, they don't have to. But
0: (laughs) I feel like I'm just um, dishing out homework back and forth. But I totally totally are just
1: dishing out homework. (laughs) It's like, hey, welcome back. We are back. Here's your homework. Yes.
0: (laughs) Enjoy the show. I also have a 10... Book long reading list, all of which are seven hundred pages. That is coming at the end of the show. That's just a joke. There's no, there's no book homework. There's no homework. There's no homework. I was
1: gonna say, I was like, ooh, I love some seven hundred page <laughs> books. That was rude. <laughs> I no, was excited.
0: No, I can just send you privately <laughs> okay. homework.
1: That's yeah. No, I don't actually need that. <laughs> but I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate it. I am like this person. that I set my own homework. I have like so many. I have so many books I want to read still. So. Yeah, this is I also a whole other issue.
0: Like, I feel like this is something I also learned about myself because I took some space between my jobs and I had a pretty long summer break. So this has probably been the year where I've done the least work just ever because I was working, mm. you know, when I was a teenager with school and everything as well. And what I've learned about myself is that I am completely capable to just completely fill whatever time with just projects and things to work on and all sorts of things. So yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I, I feel like I am the same. Like even when I started getting into a better routine with having a baby and I was still on family leave, it's, you know, I still had different things that I was doing. You know, we were gardening. Oh, actually, I'm like really happy with, really happy with this. It was our first year having a garden. And... Oh, that's so lovely. Um, your metaphor with planning the garden, that's mm-hmm. a smart way to do it. Um, we didn't do it that way. <laughs> we put in the garden when I was super pregnant and we just, <laughs> were like on the edge of when we we're like supposed to plant a garden. And we were just like, it was, I was clearly leading the charge here. And I was just like, let's just get this done. <laughs> and it turns out that some plants get really large. <laughs> (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) And others don't. And so there was a lot of learning this year in the garden. But anyways, one of the things I was going to say is that we have um, spearmint. I grew spearmint and people who garden will know this. I learned this that mint, like peppermint and spearmint, they spread out a lot in the garden. Like they take up a lot of space. Okay. Well, I guess you know this too. They're basically like, they're like weeds, I guess. Yeah. They're basically weeds. Exactly. It's so funny. (laughs) I had no idea. So the, the spearmint is like all up in my lavender and my basil. And I'm like, Hey, can you please not? And so I turned into this person that was like in my backyard, like sniffing spearmint (laughs) off so that it was like leaving my other plants alone. And then I like come inside and like laboriously wash the spearmint and like take all the bugs that I accidentally brought inside back outside and then Aww. dry off the spearmint. And then I like would leave it in the oven on a really low temperature for a couple of minutes to like super fully dry it out. And then I have my own homemade spearmint tea now. And I was like, oh okay, I can God. clearly occupy my time regardless of what is going on. Oh my on. God.
0: I also just want to say it is the most it's so good, haliest thing that I have ever heard in my entire life. That in your garden you have spearmint and lavender. I feel like yeah, I would have been so disappointed. Like as soon as she said that, I was like, of course, Haley has spearmint and lavender in her <laughs> garden. But I don't know why that yeah. is just so perfect. Yeah, I have. Yeah. I have. I, ha- I have a different version uh, of a mint, like a too much mint situation. I think it was like my too much mint. Yeah, I think it was like my sister's graduation or something like that, and we wanted to make. I feel like it's super trendy now to have. Uh, like a cool non-alcoholic option because a lot of people don't want alcohol and you don't want to just give everyone water so you have to have like a delicious drink that is like non-alcoholic for people who don't want and then obviously you can have cocktails for the other people Um, this was a few years ago and it was yeah I think it was my sister's graduation and we wanted to create this like pretty much like a mojito but a non-alcoholic mojito for our guests and I have I have had a mojito party and I have done this a few times. And I know the mint is always what runs out immediately. So I, this was in Iceland. So I went to like three because Iceland is so weird. Sometimes things just run out and they're like, oh, yeah, we don't have that. And like no one cares. So you have to go to like all these different shops. And so I ended up going to three shops because each of them only had like three or four packets of mint. And I ended up, (laughs) oh my goodness. Buying up all the mint in the country. Finishing the supply, (laughs) yeah, of mint. And I both bought them in little pots, you know, you can get them in the pot and then also just in the package. And I, yeah, I exhausted three stores of all the mint they had for this event with my sister's graduation. And then... It was way too much mint and like not that many people were drinking all our mint non-alcoholic cocktail. Oh my goodness. So by the time people were leaving, people were walking away with like plants of mint.
1: No. You were giving mint parting gifts? <laughs> yes. And I feel
0: like, yeah, this is something for you to consider, you know, when it makes sense to have a lot of people over, that kind of thing.
1: Oh, no, I am already this person. <laughs> I, because we also have a lot of basil. So I'll <gasps> like cut the spearmint and oh the basil God. and I'll like put it in baggies and then I'll see my neighbors and my friends. I'm like, hey, I have some spearmint and basil for you. Here you go. Have a nice day. I would <laughs> like,
0: love to be your neighbor.
1: Yeah, my neighbors. I love them, but I think that they get a good deal also because people who follow me on Instagram know I do a ton of baking. Yeah, my husband doesn't eat any of it, like ever. What? He just doesn't. Yeah, no. How have we? We've never talked about this. I. He doesn't eat any of it, like you know. I like make mini pies and cakes and cookies and all of this like stuff. I make it for me, and then I make too much of it, and then I give it to my neighbors. So my my neighbors, I have these. Like, I just like put stuff on plates. I always keep my takeout stuff. Like, you know, if you have Indian food and they give you a bunch of takeout containers and I like wash them and keep them and then use those to like give baked goods out to all of my neighbors when I see them, because I'll have like way too many.
0: That is adorable. I'm a little bit disappointed you don't have the little basket with a little cloth over it, you know?
1: Yeah, no, that's that's too far.
0: <laughs> that's the
1: line. That's the line. Got it it. Turns out that's the line. <laughs>
0: My family actually yeah, does this. My yeah. f- they now have these neighbors they're obsessed with and they are so excited. They have fun neighbors because they were living in America where I feel like this kind of thing is more normal. But in Iceland, everyone is cold and distant, you know, and people don't have fun neighbors. So, but now Sorry, they Icelandic have these listeners. great neighbors. <laughs> yeah. And they they are always, because uh, my stepdad in particular, he loves to make salsa, like he makes his own salsa, but then he makes like way too much and he brings Ooh. it like to his neighbors and then he loves to make muffins and like, it's just the two of them, you know, so they have like two muffins and then there's like 20 muffins. that. So he just brings it yep. because they have like lots of kids, and lots of cats and dogs who obviously love the muffins as well. And then uh, this family, I think I'm OK to say this, they um, it's after they got vaccinated, they ended up getting COVID. It was really bad, but they were fine in the end. So it's fine. But so they had oh, this right. two or three weeks where everybody in the household was sick and it was awful. And my, my parents were just constantly bringing them like muffins and Aww. treats and stuff. So that was really cute. So
1: I feel like you're you're on that level with them. I totally am. I totally am. I'm like the person too that anyone in our little neighborhood friend group has a birthday and I like make them a cake. Oh actually, d- that's the other thing I'm doing this weekend. I'm recording Make Work Work and I am making one of my friends a cake. Aww. <laughs> and actually, this is one of my favorite cakes. I made this for myself for my birthday a few years ago, but Javi, I think you would appreciate this. I make an Earl Grey cake <gasps> with mm. lemon frosting. Oh, that sounds nice. It was really, I think it's lemon frosting, or maybe I just added the lemon frosting myself, but I will put a link in the show notes to uh, for anyone that is like, Earl oh, Grey cake sounds good, which I don't know, might be a minority of the listeners, but honestly, it is a super, super delicious cake. So that's the other thing I'm doing this weekend.
0: I don't. I don't want the recipe. I just want to go somewhere where this cake will be where you can bake the cake home. for me. Yes, that's what I want.
1: <laughs> you can just come visit me and I will make it. Yes, as soon as the United States lifts the travel restrictions, I will consider it. You will consider it not yes. for the love of our friendship, but for the love of Earl Grey Cake. <laughs> <laughs>
0: for the potential love. Maybe I won't offended. like it. That's true. I need to practice my what happens
1: if I don't like it reaction. Oh, don't worry about it. It's totally fine. I... I, with baked goods, I like them. So, so long as I like them, I don't really care what anyone else thinks. Also because I'm not usually making them for other people. Like I'm just like (laughs) making these for myself. And if anyone else wants one, they can have some. Okay. That's so, good.
0: Yeah. I feel like uh, the blow really here is not with me, but with uh, the member in your household doesn't like them. So I feel like it won't hurt as much if I, there's something I don't like.
1: Oh yeah, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> my own husband doesn't even eat all of this. Oh my God.
0: But is it just baking or do you also, are you also super obsessed with cooking? Or is it mainly baking? I do tons of cooking too.
1: Yeah. This started, I was reflecting on this recently. This started, so I lived in Toronto and then moved to Colorado and um, was like in the suburbs of Colorado. This started when I moved to Colorado because Toronto is such a fantastic city for amazing, amazing food. Mm-hmm. And I was used to just eating out all the time. Like you were at my mm-hmm. condo, like just yeah, I was like constantly, there were just central. Like, yeah. I was in the middle of everything. And so when I moved to Colorado, I wanted really good food, but I didn't like all of the restaurants. Yeah, there There were some really good ones and then I would eat there a couple of times and I was like, okay, and we're done now. So I started doing more cooking in Colorado. So now I just do tons of cooking and baking, but it's purely because I want to eat specific foods that I like. And so it's yeah. just easier for me to make them than to like find them since we move all the time.
0: This, I feel like this is a problem also, you know, going from London and I was also living pretty centrally in London to Iceland. Yeah, you were. This is also, also that like the quality of the service is just, laughable here compared to what it is in London it's they are totally okay with taking like 75 minutes to deliver food okay and it's just like what (laughs) like I'm ordering my next meal not just a meal you know for a different part of the day kind of thing So for the future. Yeah, can I get, you know, a pizza maybe tomorrow, <laughs> you know.
1: So I mean, yeah. I will say that we have like some longer delivery times here too, but I think that's purely because we live out in the suburbs and it's like high demand. Whereas all oh, right. You know. I think it's yeah. different when you're moving to from a big city to a,
0: you know, not a big city. I think that's just a huge jump in, especially all these like convenience services. Yeah.
1: Oh, 100%.
0: Especially like where I lived in London and where I worked. Everywhere was like office people. So like lunch options were amazing. Right. All the time, everywhere. I never really had to think about lunch because also it wasn't expensive, you know, it was like maybe three pounds. You could get lunch for that. But here it's not the same price and just nowhere near the quality and the options. So now I'm also thinking like, okay, I need to think through my lunch oh actually so since we're on the podcast I forgot I forgot for a second we we're on the podcast um <laughs> uh, if anyone has cool meal prep um recipes or that kind of thing Hayley maybe this is just you uh I'm super curious about what people are doing for lunch that is like cool and tasty mm. and nice
1: I can send you this one that I just made this week because I knew you know I'm doing more meal prep now that I'm going back to work and yeah now that I'm Well, back at work, I want to have really accessible meals. Also, because like when I want to eat dinner is late, which now intersects with when the baby wants to go to sleep. And Mm -hmm. guess who wins in that scenario? (laughs) It is definitely the baby. So I need to have meals that are like ready to just warm up. And then I'll spend like the weekends making food. But I do have this really good recipe though. I think you might like this because I feel like we've eaten quinoa together (gasps) before, but it's like this red curry quinoa Mm. with vegetables in it. It's so easy and so delicious. And I'll also include it. I'm obsessed with quinoa. Quinoa is like my favorite thing. There we go. I'll also include it in the show notes in case any listeners want to be included here too.
0: I actually had this moment because I made this. Oh my God. I was like the nerd at the office because I brought this quinoa. And then I had, because some of the veggies were the kinds that like, the, like water like comes from it a little bit. So it gets like a little bit wet. Um, it was like tomatoes and cucumbers, that kind of thing. I had like this veggie mix. Mm-hmm. And then I had like feta cheese. Also, but I also had that separate because that also is like a little bit soggy potential. And then I mixed it all together in the office and it was so nice. And my, like our intern was like, <gasps> your quinoa looks so delicious and i was like yes quinoa is one of these things that looks super simple but it's like 20 tiny little steps and you have to do all of them correctly otherwise it's not as good <laughs> and so i told her all my tiny little steps and she wrote it all down and then she's oh. now been bringing quinoa to the office all the time and she's like happy i followed your quinoa and like thanks for being like a game changer on the quinoa front for me and i was like yes
1: I got you. You have to have a person like that. Me, it was one of my roommates because at the time I was trying to make quinoa and I had never made it before. I had only eaten it at restaurants. Yeah. And I was like stirring the pot a bunch. And I was like, I don't oh, understand no, what's going Like, yeah. what's wrong here? No. <laughs> <laughs> and so I just remember her like really gently being like, quinoa is <laughs> um, more like rice than like pasta. Like, you don't <laughs> need to stir. Th-. She was so kind about it. Honestly, like, she could have just been like, you are ridiculous. You need to like not be stirring this quinoa. No, but I can't um, stir the yeah. Quinoa. <laughs> yeah. Quinoa, you need someone I, like that in your life to help set you straight. <laughs> I think that was, I feel like, yeah, we had the
0: same experience because in London, I also used to just have my old office building used to have this great, great, great cafe where I used to work from and the coffee was amazing. And then they used to always have these quinoa salads and they were always different. So sometimes they would have Mm. like sundried tomatoes and sometimes they would have uh, sweet potatoes. And yeah, it was just really delicious all the time and really interesting flavor combinations. And they were not afraid to like make it spicy or make it like nice. And so, yeah, so I got obsessed with it. And then I was like, this is literally some quinoa and like two types of vegetables. Yeah. Why am I paying for this when it's really easy to make it? And yeah, that's when I got really into it.
1: That's that's how I feel about so much food now. This is why I do so much baking and so much meal prep, because I'm like, this is actually really easy to do. Yeah. And I like the food that I'm making. Like I have leveled myself up. And I started out not doing a ton of cooking or baking, by the way, for any listeners, I literally just follow instructions. Like some people are like, oh, you're so good at baking. And I'm like, I'm good at following instructions. And like, that is the thing that I'm doing. And I feel like if you can do that and and get that and then find the foods that you're good at, like it unlocked, everything is so much easier now because I just have this Trello board with tons of different recipes that I go through for meal prepping. And then I'll just like make my meals on the weekends and have them. And I like have all my favorite foods. So yeah, I, it's just one of those things too, that I feel like it's like a life, a life achievement for me personally to be like, okay, I'm at a point where I can make all of my favorite foods that I want for the most part, like not all of them, but I still order, order yeah. takeout occasionally for sure. But like I can make a lot of really good foods that I like and, and like are healthy too.
0: I think that's also the other thing is that it's so when you're in a good food routine, I think that is like the biggest game changer of them all. Because I feel like when you're, you're like, you're the right amount of energized, and then it's a lot easier to do all the like health stuff, you know, like exercising and that kind of thing, because you have the right energy for it. And it means you're tired at the right time. And yeah, I think it's, I remember, I don't know if we ever talked about this on the show, but I remember like the first, Like when I wasn't particularly good at food stuff when I was like starting to work. And then I remember when I got my first job, I was just like, oh, I need to be operating at a good performance pretty much all the time. And I'm not feeding myself correctly. And I remember the mm. first thing I did was just, like, make sure to have breakfast every single day. And I made, like, porridge with apples, you know, I didn't even like porridge at the time. Oh, my gosh.
1: I had, like, a, a almost the same recipe for, like, my first job. I would always make oatmeal with uh, apples and cinnamon.
0: Really? That was, yeah, yeah, that was, that's, yes. And I feel like that just unlocked for me, like, because then you're hungry again at lunch and then... If you also, especially if like you get lunch somewhere and you have like a nice big lunch, you don't really need a big dinner, but all your rhythms are just correct. And yeah. Oh yeah, I love that you did that. Yeah, I. that's so funny. Yeah, so it's great. And I feel like for me, removing a lot of the structures I was able to do this year, It was, it was really nice to be able to like focus on the foods, focus on, you know, just exercise and getting those... I think especially like with the pandemic and everything, it's so easy to discount, especially if you're at home all the day. It's like, what do I eat? Breakfast, lunch, dinner? It's like, well, yeah, kind of, you know, you can make (laughs) you skip like one of them, but you should be having proper meals even though you're at home all the time. Like it is still really important.
1: Yeah, I feel like for me, because I'm so routine oriented, that hasn't always been an issue, but the issue is more so like, in Toronto I was for some sometimes I wouldn't eat very healthy because I had stuff readily available. I could just like walk outside my door and get takeout all the time and like some yeah. of it was healthy and some of it wasn't. But yeah, it's for me it's more so like getting into the routine of like making sure I'm making making my own food. I remember when I was in university and one of the places I lived I didn't have access to an oven. Oh my so gosh, I had a mini fridge and a microwave oven. I was pretty much just renting a room. Okay, yeah. Like this was so I, yeah, so I had a mini fridge and a microwave oven and I think I just ate like from the, you know, I just did my best kind of, not really. I don't know. I was really <laughs> just eating like frozen meals. So at the time that was what that was what I was able to do for myself. So also all that to say that like if anyone is, you know, in that phase of their life right now or in a moment where that's what's working for them like I, I have been there too. And, you know, you yeah. can change things if you want to, uh, or things can change down the line. And maybe sometimes you need to work on one thing at a time. Like I had to work on food on its in its own moment rather than like doing it oh, slowly over the course of time. Absolutely.
0: Food is such a big, yeah. And also I didn't have the best habits just naturally. And then also this is such a thing that is like so related to finances to me because shock surprised we spent a lot of our money on our food so I think you know everyone goes through the time where they're also just super broke and eat like noodle soups and things like that so I feel like there's such a connection there between like when I got my like first professional job I was like oatmeal every morning you know
1: (laughs) it just went like hand Mm -hmm. in hand with apples I love that we did the same thing I I think you're totally right about this financial connection too because I've been through moments in my life where I was not making a lot of money And I remember food being really expensive, but I actually think the reason it was really expensive is because I was buying, because I didn't know how to make the best food. Like I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't readily available with a ton of recipes that I could do that even just like one of my favorite meals right now is just rice, black beans, and avocado. And like, that's not very expensive.
0: Oh my God, you've made that for me and it's so delicious. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: you just like put a little salt on top. This is literally like three ingredients plus salt, which I don't even know. Like, that's not something that, anyways, so not something that you have to cook, right? Like you don't even have to cook avocado. <laughs> I think we can assume people have salt, Haley. <laughs> Let's assume people have salt. And so It's just one of those things where it's like, oh, this would have been a cheaper and healthier meal for me, but I just didn't have the knowledge. Yes, Like I just didn't have that knowledge. Um, and so it was, it would have been cheaper to make my own food, but I didn't know. So I was spending more money on like frozen meals at the time but yeah yeah, this is it's so funny that we did some we've been through such a similar journey with this yeah and I think yeah and like the quinoa
0: thing I think is also just like I had to have it at a like a restaurant I guess cafe restaurant for like a long time before I was like wait a second I can easily make this and like I don't make it because it's so cheap I make it because it's delicious but it also Especially if you're like a vegetarian or something and you're not buying like animal protein. Like buying a sweet potato and quinoa. Like this is not
1: <laughs> this is yeah. not an expensive meal, you know? Yeah, no. It's it's very true. I feel like that was me the first time I I got tofu. Like I had been eating tofu at restaurants for so long and I had no idea how to make it. And mind you, that was a little bit more complex. Like I- Yeah, that's hard. didn't understand how to properly make tofu. (laughs) Definitely look that up before the first time that you do it. But um, now I'm like, oh yeah, I can just get tofu. And like, that's, I immediately know all these different ways to make it. But yeah, it took me a lot of different restaurant visits before I felt confident, like buying tofu at a grocery store. Yeah. And
0: then it's also just- I think it's also just the confidence in like knowing, looking at recipes and knowing you can make it even if you don't have every single ingredient. Or I just remembered when my friend made this mind-blowingly amazing curry for me. And it was like a cauliflower lentil spinach curry. You have told me about this. Oh my God. It is. It is honestly probably one of the best curries I've just ever had. And she gave me the recipe. It's just like a readily available recipe. It's not like it's a secret somewhere. And Mm -hmm. I've made it so many different times and it's perfect for meal prep and it's so delicious. And I feel like I didn't because curry, I think we share a lot of Indian food. Um, We do. (laughs) We definitely do. Like I didn't even know because I thought like you would have to cook them for many, many hours and that kind of thing. But it's like, no, you can just make it.
1: Ah, the beauty of food. I love food. Oh my God. I feel like we've stumbled
0: into like a food extravaganza, but I feel like that is also very like off the times.
1: Yeah. I can't believe, I, you know, we've talked a lot about beverages on the podcast, but I feel like we have never really talked about like making food, which is a big part of life, obviously for everyone, but then for both of us, something that we, you know, really enjoy also. Yeah. And I was thinking there's a lot of processes involved there, like with like shopping and things like that. So it's true. I have a Trello board. brings me a lot of joy. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> I think I've showed you my Trello board before. I've been like, do you want to see my Trello board? And I don't even know if you gave an affirmative answer. I was like, here it is. Like, check it out. This is my Trello board. Oh my board. God.
0: I would love to be on your Trello board. I don't think you've ever invited me to that because I would have said like, yes, immediately because I've been using Notion to keep track of recipes now. And yeah, it's, I think we did mention that a little bit maybe on the last show, but I would love. We mentioned that in the process. Yeah, yeah. But I would love, I would love because I feel like often Finding the recipes is also like a tricky part because.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let me just say. Yeah. The underutilized place that I find almost all of my recipes is Pinterest. Right. And once you pin a couple of your favorite recipes, all of a sudden Pinterest's algorithm is going to show you a ton more. And yeah, I find the best stuff. Can I tell you a secret? Yeah, but you know, we're still on the podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, right.
0: Um, thanks. Um, I have never used Pinterest. Really? It is like the one social media platform I just never got into, never got the hang of, don't really understand, and th- never go on,
1: which is really interesting. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we all kind of have a network like that, or a lot of people have a network yeah. like that, but. Yeah, I mean, fair enough. If ever you want me to show you how to use Pinterest for recipes specifically, there's a lot on Pinterest. You could really get sucked down a hole there. I feel like you can just send me the ones. Or I can just invite you to my Trello board. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, I will share, I guess we're still on the podcast, so I'll try to share something that is practical. I actually, um, there's a app that is, this is one of the funny things for me. So this is an exercise app by like an influencer. She's like a fitness girl. Her name is Kayla. It's, in, I don't know how to say her last name.
1: It's Zines. I think I've seen her on Instagram.
0: Yes. So she's like this famous Australian fitness girl. And she has a fitness app called Sweat. Yep. And I don't use any of the fitness functions. And the reason I use that app over others is because the meal... Like the food portion, she has just like a food tab where she plans out all the meals for you, like breakfast, lunch, four o'clock snack and dinner. Have
1: I never told you about this, Haley? No, you haven't. I think I knew that you used the Sweat app either because I've seen it on your phone or because I've seen it in like a screenshot or something, but I didn't know that you... Like a home screen, yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that you used it for food i I mean i thought that you probably used it for exercise
0: yeah so the reason i use this for food and i've used that over any other app because i feel like every food app has this fundamental flaw that it just shares the meal prep part of it and doesn't share the shopping list part of it Mm. and i think the key to good cooking is shopping like you have to have the correct ingredients and you have to like i think it's such an underestimated skill to be able to properly shop. I know it sounds kind of crazy to say it, but if you have good ingredients... No, it's true. And also to make sure you don't run out halfway through the week and that kind of thing. And especially when I was in London, because I didn't have a car when I was there and like no one does. And I just found this home delivery service. It's called Ocado for anyone in the UK still. Um, But they had like a minimum price. You had to buy groceries for it to get your things delivered. And... Groceries in the UK are actually, I know people think London is expensive and everything and it is in many ways, but for food, it's at least not compared to Iceland. Food's not particularly expensive in London. So getting up to the minimum for the delivery was so much food. So I knew I was basically buying maybe like two weeks worth of food per delivery. And so, oh, wow. yeah. And I hate I, I don't like having to go shopping. It's just like, I don't like these little errands. I think we know this. I don't like admin. I don't like errands. I don't
1: like them either. So
0: yeah, I'm the same. Yeah, I don't like shopping. So I would rather just like do a big grocery thing, have it all delivered and then I would just have food and I would just love that much more. And so I think that's when I, and what I like about this Sweat app is that it had the shopping list. So I would literally just follow her shopping list, obviously not entirely perfectly. And then... I was able to create the recipes from the app with the shopping list. Hmm. Yeah. And it all worked together. And I can't believe I love that. all the meal planning apps don't do this because for me, the biggest pain point is like, okay, this is great, but I need to have all the correct ingredients. And how am I going to do that if you don't tell me what to buy when I'm actually at the store or, you know, doing the shopping? So, yeah. yeah.
1: I feel like I'm at this point where I just have all of the things that I use regularly because I do so much cooking. Yeah, uh, I just have all the things, but it takes a lot to get to that point. Yeah. And this was this.
0: was So this was like my entry point to like this, this kind of level where you do the meal prep and you have all the ingredients and everything. And then I actually remember when I came from London, like last spring, because it was such a rush decision, I decided to leave on a two day notice and I didn't really realize I was moving here. And then I remember when I was kind of in this, makeshift home before I had even moved all my things this was the thing I missed the most with like all my spices and like my pantry yeah. that had like because that's a lot of things to build up Um, yeah it is
1: a lot of things to build up
0: but yeah so yeah shout out to that app
1: yeah I'm realizing how much process is in um, cooking and baking and like meal prep and stuff like that and that is probably why we both have just like <laughs> found a system that we use and just like committed to that system this yes. is really a continuation of the last episode but I think it is food
0: and I also think like Sunday meal prep day is my favorite thing I mm. I don't like having plans on Sundays you know plans out in the world because it's meal prep day yeah yeah I feel that but do you want to like set me up and say we're going to do shout outs and then I feel like I can jump in?
1: Yeah. I feel like the start of this section is just me going, shout outs. <laughs> Whenever I edit that, I'm like, hey, why? <laughs> why do we read the subheadings as <laughs>
0: introductions to shout new out. sections?
1: <laughs> That's just the start of the new section. The new section is just shout outs. We just, I just say that. That's how we lead into this section. That's how it can, works. Can we not just say, oh, and we have some shout outs or something like that? And now we have some shoutouts. <laughs> You're you're being you're 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 not being genuine with it, Haley. I'm, I'm being difficult now because I just want this section to be shoutouts. Oh God. Oh man. Okay. Um, yeah. I can lead into this section. I I don't think we've ever struggled so
0: hard to start
1: freaking shout-outs. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. Well. Now that we're at the end of the show, we have a couple of really nice shout-outs to share. Happy, do you want to kick us off? Yes, I just want to share that the mentorship
0: program we're in with Mike Hurley, one of our, what would you call it, Haley? Classmates.
1: <laughs> one of our fellow men- classmates I really like. So let's go with let's go with classmates. Okay. So one of our,
0: <laughs> one of our classmates in our mentorship program, Jay Miller started a new show that is on the Relay FM podcasting network and it's called Conduit and it's just so exciting and so cool I was so pleased when I saw it so Jay Miller is hosting a show that is branded as being about life productivity and reality with co-host Kathy Campbell 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 Campbell, thank you yes um yeah so I just wanted to Give our classmate a huge shout out and say congratulations to both Jay
1: and of course Relay FM as well for a great new show. Um, yeah, it's just so cool. Yeah, it is super cool. And I have listened to some of Conduit and I've really enjoyed what I've listened to. So yeah, we just wanted to share that show with you all. And um, I think life, productivity, reality is a really cool A really cool summary of it. But uh, I know that they have like one of their little snippets is like providing the connection between what we do, what we should be doing and what ultimately gets done, which I really like that.
0: Yeah, I think that's a really cool concept. And I think that's just it's really easy to have, you know, big, big dreams and aspirations. And it's sometimes really nice to hear bringing it back down to the reality of the situation.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And then we have our eternal shout out, of course. To Jan To Jan I think we forgot to shout out Jan on the last episode, Haley. Well, we have to extra shout out Jan this episode Yeah, then. He mixes the audio of this podcast He is fantastic um, You can get in touch with him via wearelisteners.com If you work on any audio projects Yes Jan is a fantastic person to talk to
0: Yes, and I just want to shout out again Jan
1: <laughs> Just to make up for the last
0: episode Just a double, double shout out to Jan Double shout out to Jan for this episode <laughs>
1: This is why we work so well together, because we're on the same page. We are on the same page for Wavelength. Ha ha. Wink. Oh, yes! <laughs> podcasting. Okay, anyways. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, I shouldn't give you so much credit for
0: these. <laughs> <laughs> it just encourage more.